Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 313 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? I went to SAC Anime last weekend. It is a big anime convention in Sacramento. It takes place twice a year. They have a winter and a summer version of it. A ton of people, again, totally not my thing, but much like when you and I go to WrestleMania and we're amongst quote unquote, our people, it was hilarious because Peyton walked in and she's in full cosplay. She had a friend of hers that went with us. She was in full cosplay as well. And we walk into the convention room and into the vendor area where they have all the stuff. And it's just literally like a sea of people in cosplay. And Peyton looks at me and goes, Daddy, these are my people. And I died, dude. I was like, you're hilarious. So yeah, that's totally different, but it's the thrill of, you know, for us, it's going to like, we're going to this weekend, going to go to Stockton Con. They're going to have vendors with figures. We're going to be getting autographs. Sack anime is the same kind of thing. There's vendors, there's signatures, there's photo ops, all sorts of stuff. So it's just cool to see Peyton getting to enjoy that again. You and I get to enjoy it this Sunday. Meeting the Fashion Police, Rikishi, Penta. It's going to be awesome. Getting to check out some cool vendors and seeing the cool stuff they've got. So just looking forward to getting out and doing another con this weekend. Who was there signing autographs at the anime thing? No idea. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I don't know who any of those people were, dude. They were like all these different animes and this person does this voice and this person does this one and... I I couldn't tell you the first name, dude. I have no idea. It wasn't like any cartoon characters, right? Like any popular cartoons, like anything from Family Guy or... Uh, no, 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 no. This was strictly anime. And I think there was somebody there that did a voice in the video game Halo. Okay. So I don't know much about... I mean, I've played a couple of the Halo games, but I'm not an expert by any stretch. And I don't know who the character was that they voiced. Um, and then just a bunch of animes... Uh, people that do certain characters' voices. Peyton knew who they all were. But it's funny because Peyton had literally zero interest in getting any signatures, photo ops. She's more, let's go meet people that have the same cosplay anime as I'm in and chat them up and take pictures with them. She's like wanting to walk in and make friends and look at all the cool cosplays and get totally flattered when people want to take a picture with her. It's so cute, dude. It's awesome. Did she run off with any new friends like she did at the last Stockton Con? She did not. And why? Because on the way there, I warned her. <laughs> I warned her friend too. I said, okay. Because this is the same friend that went with us to Stockton Con last time. Okay. And I warned them both. You are not to meet random people and all of a sudden start following them around <laughs> and we're just randomly tagging along behind you. I said, that is not happening at this show. If you're going to tag along with people, 
I'm going to go wait out there and you guys can go do your thing. And to their credit, all they wanted to do was look at the vendor tables, check out the cool cosplays, take pictures with people. And they had a blast and it was just, it was great to see. It's probably like how somebody would be watching you and I run through a con or like access, for example, like running around, getting the signatures, taking pictures, like high-fiving people and, you know, bro hugs and all that. It's, it's basically the same thing. Access, sack anime to the fan base. It's all the same thing. Yep. High fives, touching tips. I hear you. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so we got to set a over under on how much we spend at Stockton con. So obviously we're recording early, so we don't know how much we're going to spend, but what is the over under number that we're setting it at that you and I combined will spend at Stockton con. Oh, combined. I can tell you right off the bat. I'm under a hundred. Because I've got a very strict budget. Now, that doesn't mean I won't do a little window shopping, grab a few cards to where maybe I can buy an item later. But uh, I'm on a super strict budget for this one. In fact, unfortunately, I have to not get the Penta signature because it's 40 bucks. I thought it was going to be, you know, maybe 30 And with the Fashion Police at 30 already each, that's already 60 bucks on the Fashion Police signatures. 10 to $15 to get in super limited budget. So I'm just getting the fashion police on Sunday. I have to skip Penta. So I won't be, uh, be able to get that boss fight figure signed, unfortunately, but I'm sure he'll come back around. But for me, I'm going to cap, I'm going to guess around say 75 bucks and try not to find anything in the vendor area to buy. So is that with or without signatures? That's with oh. So 60 bucks for the autos. And then, you know, the service charge is whatever. So I'm, I'm figuring 60 bucks for autos and 15 bucks to get in. Um, okay. So knowing what my bill will be just for autos. Oh yeah, dude, you're way over that already just on signatures. Let's put the over under at combined for you and I at 650. Oh, okay. I was going to say 475. That means basically I'm not buying anything at the con, dude. Oh, I see. So you've already paid for quite a few signatures. Oh, there's quite a few signatures coming home after Sunday. Oh, Rikishi as well, right? You're getting a couple of Rikishis. Yep, one on the card case, one on the Hall of Champions figure. Nice. And did you see you can't just get a signature or a photo from him? It's a combo. Wait, what? Uh, From what I saw when I was looking at the pricing, it's automatically a combo. Oh, so if you want two autos, you have to buy the two combos? Yeah, it's basically, there's not one or the other. It's, you're paying to get a photo and an autograph from Rikishi. Oh. Yeah, so basically, you're you're already going to get photos with him, dude. Oh, all right. Well, cool. Maybe he'll have a fake IC title I can hold or something. Oh, that's a good call. He might. Eh, thoughts and prayers, dude. Yeah, or hey, maybe Cody has a belt. Well, our friend Cody, he'll be there. So yeah, maybe he'll have a belt he'll be carrying around. Yeah, not Cody Rhodes. He just no. has a horrible neck tattoo. <laughs> I don't want a picture with Cody Rhodes. I just want a picture with his neck tattoo. <laughs> It'll be like that picture of me with the women's uh, battle royal statue or trophy from a few years ago. No, it's going to be like you with Virgil. The second oh, picture. The second picture. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> just pointing. Vaguely holding or him ho- vaguely holding up a middle finger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WF 
P. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, I would like to introduce Soda Hunter. Wait, it's Kevin Diet Soda Keto Hunter to the show. He is going to be announcing the winner of the Zodiac giveaway we recorded just recently. So let's get into it. Joining us is the slim one, (laughs) Soda Hunter Kevin Keto Hunter. What's going on, man? (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a name anymore. It's just just throw a bunch of random words at it. It's good. How things been, man? Been good. Been real good. Uh, can't complain at all. Just going through life. There you go. That's all you can do, man. <laughs> and uh, how's your collecting been since the last time we talked? I have been focused more on old stuff. The stores around here, they just same old song and dance. They don't carry the stuff that you want them to carry. Um, I haven't seen any new AEW stuff in months. A long time since I've seen new AEW stuff. And even if I did see it, there would only be like one or two I would actually want to get. Same with the new WWE stuff. Like I would want to get the Alexa Bliss um, Ultimate that's coming out. Yep. And I'm really happy about getting all the Ultimates that's coming with the ring. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go pick up. I, mean, I don't watch the current product that much anymore. You know, so I'm getting Warlord. I'm getting Goon when I see him. <laughs> you know, I'm, I got Zodiac. You know, I'm getting all these weird you know, off the wall characters too. So other than that, I'm just kind of sticking to classics. Like the last uh, couple of purchases I made have been a Jack's classic two pack warrior and Hogan, mm-hmm. a uh, classic, uh, not even the legends, a classic uh, autographs, uh, cowboy Bob Orton mm-hmm. and a, um, the classic uh, Hulk Hogan with the tuxedo one of 3000. I just made another, couple of purchases there's a one in three thousand uh black and white um oh my gosh superstar yes exactly superstar billy graham yeah my, my mind went stupid there for a minute that keto <laughs> talking about before we got on the air and uh i made another purchase to the macho man wrestlemania 8 elite uh-huh. series 23 i think is what it was yep see it's a bunch of these things that i missed when and you weren't yeah, collecting at the time exactly yeah when i wasn't collecting and I walked around the store here in uh, South Alabama. I walked around the store with this Hogan and Warrior two pack in my hand, and it was twenty bucks. And my wife said, "You can go, go ahead and get it. Get it. Go ahead. I'm telling you, get it. You're gonna want it. You're gonna regret not getting it." It's like, well, I'm not collecting anything. What am I gonna do with it? It's gonna go on a shelf. It's gonna go on a tote. It'd probably be destroyed by now. As many times I've moved since then, you know. But uh-huh. I was like. I know I'll just put it back. Somebody actually want to do something with it. Oh, somebody else get it. Well, I paid a lot more than $20 for it. Yep. But I had some Macari money left over and I figured go ahead and use it. Right. Yeah. That's what you got to do, man. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have any local toy shops around you in uh, your parts of Alabama? There's one that I go to whenever I can. It's in Foley. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but it's uh, it's in Foley, Alabama. And uh, it's a little comic shop, but they have a lot of, uh, it's a good size, actually, good size little comic shop, but they have a lot of toys. And I've been buying a lot of uh, loose Hasbros from them, but I bought them out 
pretty much. Oh, you know, nice. they don't have any, you know, they don't have any loose Hasbro's now except for like the series one stuff, you know, like the, maybe the basic rockers or, uh, Hogan or the, uh, first boss man, stuff like that. That's about the only, the stuff you can find real easy, real cheap. So you had mentioned that you started just only collecting classic guys like goon and warlord you said is it is because of not watching the current product that you aren't picking up new people yeah like i have i have my favorites that i'm always going to be inclined to excuse me go towards with the new product Mm -hmm. like if a new demon finn balor comes out i'm like yeah let me look at that you know i have his ultimate edition Mm-hmm. You know, the Fiend, I was kind of the same way. I wanted, I got the two I wanted. I, I got the one with the belt and then I got one with the lantern. Okay. I wanted each of that, you know, and uh, Charlotte is the same way. My absolute favorite female wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. And I got her ultimate and I have an autographed uh, elite and an autographed basic. I have a lot of Charlotte stuff. Alexa Bliss, her ultimate. I'm wanting to get that. Mm-hmm. You know, but other than just a few of those, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's actually pretty much it. All the the newer stuff that I would collect because everything else I'm looking at the new Sergeant Slaughter that's about to, about to hit shelves. It's a good slaughter. You know? Yeah. And it goes with the target exclusive we just had. Of Colonel and, Mustafa. Yes. And yes. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I just got a Sergeant Slaughter with the Comic-Con thing, mm-hmm. it's still like a completely different. It's a different person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is the Comic Con thing was before, like, young, young me. Like, I wasn't watching no wrestling back then. Uh huh. This is what, mid 80s? Uh, like, what, 84, 85 is pretty yep. much what it's depicting? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I was born in 83. I don't remember that Sergeant Slaughter. But I dang sure remember the 91 Sergeant Slaughter, you know, and that's what this Sergeant Slaughter is. So, I'm going to be, I'm going to see how many times I can say Sergeant Slaughter in a row. <laughs> We need a counter. Yeah, without flubbing it. Um, (laughs) You're doing well so far, I gotta say. (laughs) But I sure do need this one. Um, So I do have a question for you. I mean, we've all seen the massive weight loss, and congratulations. Scott and I have said it numerous times on the show. You're looking great over there. Now, you've always been called Soda Hunter, and Mm -hmm. now you're on Diet Soda. Yeah. What, was it tough to give up the regular soda? Nah, it's it's only tough when they're coming out with new stuff. Like when you see Pepsi coming out with these new flavors, uh the the they just had some come out recently like the soda shop flavors. I think there was a cherry and then there was a cream soda Pepsi. Okay. And you see that and you're like one isn't going to hurt me. <laughs> and then you look at it, and it's got some 300-something calories in it with 56 grams of carbs or however much it is. And you're like, ah, that's like three days' worth of carbs in <laughs> <laughs> one soda. Yeah, I, I miss it as far as – I mean, I can always just grab it and try it. But then you're you know throwing away $2.50 worth of soda. Right. I, I always found that interesting because knowing what I know – I've I've been a diet soda fan for a long time, and our mom got us hooked on it through Diet Coke. But I didn't have that part where where you're in your head, you're like, "Oh, I'm drinking diet. This sucks." Like it never really affected me. But I know some 
of my friends who drink sodas all the time. Like they're going to Taco Bell getting Baja Blast. And even oh, Baja, I miss Baja. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're getting Baja Blast. They're getting Pepsi from Taco Bell or whatever it may be. And I said, oh, you should try Diet Pepsi instead of getting the sugar from pe- regular Pepsi. And they just laugh at me and they're like, I can't drink diet soda because it gives me a headache or they come up with some excuse or something yeah. like that. They basically try to make up an excuse. So I was wondering how hard it was for you because you have been notorious for going around trying so many different diets or excuse me, trying regular sodas. And in a year when I was, if, if you, if people don't know, I actually do have a YouTube channel. I haven't posted on there in a long time, mm-hmm. but there was a period there for a year where I posted a new soda video every two days, three a week, if not more. And I would just try all these different things I would buy online. I would, um, I mean, dang, I got Japanese sodas from eBay on there. I got uh, sodas from all sorts of different countries. I did a soda exchange with one person in Switzerland. What did you get from them? I got, uh, a, I think it was one of them was a Christmas soda. Please tell me that the Christmas soda was not eggnog flavored. No, it wasn't. Okay. It was, <laughs> you can actually get the soda at Disney World. Fun fact, in Norway, random. But, <laughs> and back then I was even doing like the MOC thing. As stupid as this sounds, I had. <laughs> it's a sickness. It's a sickness. Hear me out. Hear me out. What I did, <laughs> I had one to keep and one to try. <laughs> It's a sickness. I'm telling you so. It is. It is. And um, because I was thinking like one day I'm going to have a shelf run across the ceiling and it's going to be all these different sodas I've tried. Uh Just a big, colorful arrangement. There's a problem with this. The cans don't last. (laughs) What happens to the cans? The cans, um, they uh, they leak. Oh, really? Yeah, they leak. They leak pretty bad and just drench everything in uh, sugary, syrupy, carbonated, oh, no. non-carbonated by the end. So, yeah, it didn't work. I wound up pretty much throwing all that away. Other than a few, I like I kept the Roddy Piper one. I kept all the Alabama stuff because Lord knows I got to buy a dang six-pack every other year, it seems like, with Alabama <laughs> championship stuff on it. Uh, not this year, though. <laughs> Too soon? Get a year off. <laughs> Took a year off. <laughs> yeah, You're, you were giving your wallet a, a rest from not buying all that Bama championship stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had the hat ready to go. They even wore it on Georgia. <laughs> Georgia player even wore it on TV. We had it ready to go. I was ready to go to Hibbeth that night to go get it, but it didn't work out. That's fine. Anyway, yes, it was hard coming off of the pure sugar stuff, but I also didn't just uh, always drink pure sugar. I did go back and forth between the zeros because now, the, especially now, the new zero style sodas. Uh huh. Not the diet ones, but the ones that actually say zero sugar. Right, right. To me, they're so much better than the diet sodas were. Agreed. Like the Dr. Pepper Zero, there's no difference there. Nobody can ever tell me there's a difference there. Agreed. There's nothing different. And the Coke Zero now look, you know, tastes even better now. I wasn't on board with it initially when they changed it. But now I've drinking a few of them. I'm like, okay, this is pretty much Coke. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not getting too far away from them. Mountain Dew's coming out with zero watermelon. Mountain Dew's putting out a watermelon zero? Yes. Have you you haven't seen it? No. I need to try yeah. it though. They've had the uh watermelon Mountain Dew 
for right. about a year now, uh-huh. maybe a little more. But yeah, I can still I can still find them. Yeah, at the the truck stop down from where I work. Well, as I said, you look fantastic, dude. Congratulations on all the weight loss, man. Um, Scott's wife Shannon was on keto, and she did mm. remarkable. And she and she's done keto quite a bit throughout the years uh, since she started doing it hardcore in 2018. Uh, congratulations to you. I know Hova's on it. Uh, he's lost quite a bit of weight. So congratulations on sticking to it. Uh, I have a, a it's a funny thing with it, real quick. How I've had so many comments. Yeah, congratulating, and I appreciate all of that. And then once in a while, you get the comments like, "Well, you know, that's not healthy." Oh, of course. Well, well, hang on. Nobody said anything about, you know, me eating two quarter pounders and a large fry and a large Coke for dinner every night. Is that healthy? Which is, which is worse? Well, that's considered is it that or eating the homemade chicken Alfredo I made tonight well, with uh, broccoli. Well, eating a quarter pounder is actually considered quote unquote normal. A lot of people view it that way and they don't, mm-hmm. they're closed minded a lot to, a new like, diet because there's been so many fad diets that a lot of people are like, Oh, it's just another fad diet. Well, this one, there's actually substance to it. It is. And it, it also does depend on how you do it. Yep. Um, there's different versions of it out there. And if you're in the one that just eats hot dogs and <laughs> you know, what <laughs> all the processed meats and cheese, and that's all you eat, uh-huh. then it's not going to be a healthy diet. No. But no. if you're doing what I'm doing and you're sauteing uh, or you're cooking some salmon and eating cauliflowered rice or making a, we get grass fed uh, ground beef uh-huh. and make hamburger steaks with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I make cauliflower mashed potatoes with it. There's good ways to do this. And all this stuff tastes great. Um, by the way, there's always that one or two people that just want to crap in your cereal. So it's one of those. I don't eat cereal anymore. So, (laughs) well, you could get magic spoon. (laughs) Yeah, I could. I could do that. Oh, so it's good catching up with you. I've missed you, man. Yeah, man. Been a while. I know. I know. But you do have a giveaway. And Scott's not here, so he can't do the drum roll. Thank God. He's awful at it. He has horrible time. Yeah, I'm not going to do it either. (laughs) Um, So this is a Zodiac. It is figure. for it is for the zodiac figure, and who is the winner? The winner is on Twitter at Ian Andrew J. Congratulations, Ian! Just hit myself up, say you won, and I'll get your information over to Soda Hunter. We'll get that figure out to you. You've got seven days, or it goes back in the hopper. That <laughs> means it gets to be drawn again, unless Soda's like, "Ah, eh, screw it! I'm gonna just throw it up on Makari," <laughs> which I don't blame <sighs> you, dude. Uh, not anymore after the new tax laws. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, I I quit. I quit selling on Macari. I'm like, nope. I've I've almost hit my limit anyway as far as that went oh. previously. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I sold a. You know, I sold a lot of my collection on Macari. I was a lot of it, and I kept the really important stuff. Uh huh. But I mean, in the last year and a half or so, I guess I've sold over eight grand. Ooh, yeah, it was it was nice for a minute. We really needed that money, you know. Uh huh. And um, I sure ain't gonna do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't want to get hit that with that, that ten ninety nine. No, that wasn't reportable then. 
I think right. it was a $20,000 limit. Actually, I do have a question to ask. Did you ha- was there any figure that you had trouble parting with? Well, I mean, some of them yes, uh, a little bit, but usually for the most part I didn't I didn't get rid of anything classic and childhood. Mhm. You know what I mean? Like if it really, really struck a chord with me when I bought it because it was something that meant something to me when I was a child, I kept it. Mm-hmm. But when I first started, I, I didn't, I didn't even sell the first figure that I bought to keep on mail card. The one that drew me to you guys. Mm-hmm. I didn't sell that. It was a Mr. Perfect basic. I didn't sell that. But the Seth Rollins money in the bank, I sold that. But, you know, yeah, some of them you're like, God, do I really want to sell this? And you're looking at it like, I don't need it. I mean, it's a it's a current guy. It's I'm not really that big of a fan of them anyway. Sacrilege. Yeah, I know. But (laughs) I mean, I'm not really a Seth Rollins guy. You know, I like AJ Styles more than Seth Rollins. I kept AJ Styles. I kept I had two or three of him. I kept the one figure I liked the most of him. And that was in the I was a network exclusive in the white. I heard uh Eric Brown from doing the favor on Mm -hmm. uh, the PPW show. And he actually made a lot of sense. He goes, if you have something that's that high and people are willing to buy it, it's fiscally irresponsible to keep it. That's what I had. I had had that thought because a lot of us were thinking, it was like, well, this $275, $300 Harley figure way back when, when it was, you know, not $400. Right. Um, was going to show up in Big Lots one day, or it was going to show up in um, Ollie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, everybody thought that because Pete Dunn showed up in Ollie's a couple of times, you know? Yep. And, oh, that figure ain't worth hardly anything now. <laughs> Actually, I did sell that one. I did. How much did you get for that one? Not a lot, but it was, you know, it was like maybe 40 bucks. Oh, man. Can you, do you yeah. remember when that figure dropped initially? I do. I do. I mean, it was easily 75 to a hundred bucks right off the bat. And we thought that was crazy. Oh yeah. And some people were paying 200 for it as much. Oh God. Um, actually you'll hear it on this show, but I always admired your Jim, the Anvil Nightheart from that WrestleCon. I love the fact that my goal was with that. Cause I didn't have Jim. I didn't have Brett and I didn't have the nasty boys. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get that whole WrestleMania seven tag team match signed yeah, there was seven right it was nasty boys versus heart foundation for the yep title. that's where i the... think nasty's won yep that's where nasty's won the belt mm-hmm. and that was it and they come out pretty close to each other in the lines too i think they were just a few series apart mm-hmm. yep. but yeah shoot i was able to to do that on sunday i got the nasty boys signed and then that saturday or i guess friday yeah i think it was friday that russell con day that we were all there yep i was able to get jim and brett Man, and then Jim passed away not too long after that. Yeah, and that's you'll hear it on the show, but we talk about that series with Brett and Jim. And I had that figure ready to go for WrestleCon, but I had so many Mm -hmm. figures that I had to kind of pull back a little bit. And one of the figures that I took out was Jim Neidhart because I was like, oh, I'll just meet Jim another time. Exactly, because he was a pretty young dude. He's got another 10, 15 years of trying to get his autograph. Yep. I remember that WrestleCon. It, that WrestleCon was really hard because Jim had passed away. Mm-hmm. Mean Gene Okerlund had passed away. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so Mean Gene passed away in January after that WrestleCon. Uh, Jim had passed away in like August of that or September of that year after WrestleCon. And then Nikolai Volkov also passed away. Yeah. And it wasn't too long after that Harley passed away. Yeah, exactly. What a rough year that was. It was. I mean, bring this whole thing down. I know. Jeff, come on. We got to <laughs> we got to bring it back up on a high and congratulate Ian Andrew on uh, winning the uh, Zodiac figure. Oh, man. Soda, it is so good hearing from you, man. We're Again, we're happy for you. And you've actually just had a last since the last time we talked, you had a, a youngin enter your life uh, as well. Yes. She's a year and a half old now. Ooh. She already it's walking been a while since. Yeah. Oh, Lord, walking. Yeah, talking now. Uh, she's, she's running and talking and learning all sorts of stuff she shouldn't be learning. Has she uh, gotten into your figures yet? She um, will if I don't have it blocked off. Ah, gotcha. Protect those. Protect those. <laughs> yeah, she came running out with a Hogan one day. I was like, wait a minute, stop. The little Hasbros are within reach of her. <laughs> and so I had to rearrange the shelves and put all the Hasbros in one spot instead of just throw it all around. You know, I had them all kind of had them all kind of displayed with the people from the elites and the eras and stuff like that. And ever since she'd like come back with one from the bottom shelf, I was like, okay, change that. <laughs> Everything's up, top, up, top, up high now. <laughs> Until she can start reaching those. Until she starts climbing them. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, Soda, it was a pleasure catching up with you, man. Thank you again. Also, Ian, Andrew, Jay, you have seven days to hit us up, and then I'll get your info over to Soda Hunter so we can get the Zodiac figure sent out to you. Soda, thank you again, man. It's great hearing from you. Absolutely. And uh, tell Scott I said, hey, uh, <laughs> nah, he come on here and talk to him. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't deserve your kindness. <laughs> He's a jerk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll see him Sunday when we go to uh, Stockton Con to get some autographs. So I'll tell him you said what's up, man. All right. All that right, so good. good talking to you, man. All right, you too, man. Congratulations. You have seven days to hit us up. Remember, you have to slide into the DMs and say, hey, I listened. I won the contest. My name was called and I'm ready for my Zodiac figure. So remember you have seven days to hit us up in the DMS and then we'll get that figure sent off to you. Congratulations, Scott. Did you get anything new? I've been doing a lot of window shopping lately and in my window shopping, I'm leaning more and more towards getting into a couple of the Mezco figures, Uh oh, which are super cool. And I just found out that they're doing a Crow Mezco figure. For those that don't know, Crow is top two or top three favorite movies of all time for you? It's my it's my number one favorite movie of all time. Over Jackass? Ooh. Yes, Jackass is in my top five, but The Crow is my favorite movie of all time. All right. I can't, I can't argue that. I love it. It's my absolute favorite. The first time I saw it in a movie theater, I was just blown away. And ever since, that was back in 94. And ever since then, it's just, it's, it stood the test of time for me. I just, I love that movie. And I found out that they've got a crow figure from Mezco. There have been a lot of crow figures over the year, over the years, but that Mezco one, there's just something about it. It is awesome. I'm definitely getting it. One of the accessories, because that's one of the things they're known for is a ton of accessories. One of the accessories that comes with it is the crow. Do you remember that part in the movie, Jeff? And I don't know how familiar you are with it, but there's that part where he makes the crow in fire, like the crow symbol in fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. 
That's one of the accessories. Oh, what? Yeah, the crow in fire. It's awesome. I'm like, yep, that that does it for me. I was I was sold at the figure, and then I saw that accessory, and I'm like, yeah, this thing's coming home. So wait, is it Mafex or Mezco? Uh, yes. I, I'm saying Mezco. It could be Mafex, but I'm pretty sure it's Mezco. Okay. Pretty sure. It's the same company that does the G.I. Joe Destro and Roadblocks that are going to be coming out soon. I'm pretty sure it's Mezco. Okay. So what other accessories outside of the fire is it going to be coming with? Uh, the cat, which if you've seen The Crow, you remember that scene where he kneels down and pets the cat? Yep. Because he and his girlfriend had a, or fiance had a cat. That comes with it. I think there's two crows. Uh, there's that, I believe that post from the end, the end battle in the movie. Okay. That post that he kills the dude with, I think that comes with it. Guns, knives, uh, the jacket, of course. So, and it's all soft goods. You know, there's no Polly Pocket stuff with this. And that's one, it's definitely going to be going in the case. As soon as I saw it, it was just like heart emoji eyes. And just, I've got to have this thing. I'd love to have the John Wick, but it's sold out. By the way, you need to come out here and we need to take a ride over to Ikea to see if they have any of the Detolfs. Got to get my Detolfs, man. I'm thinking this room's going to hold three. You're going for three in it, huh? I think it's going to have three in here. Yes. And if you can't fit the third one, you can always throw it down in the front area where everybody walks in. Ooh, that's a good idea too. Just saying. Yeah, that's where I could actually put like my higher end stuff too to kind of show off a little bit. Like as soon as people walk in like, hey, that's my flex. You wish you had a Crow Mezco figure. And then they walk upstairs. It's just a bunch of elites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where the high end section stops, folks. Uh, but yeah, I'm still eyeballing that Sergeant Slaughter Valiverse. Um, just again, doing a lot of window shopping, but on a tight budget because to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit, Peyton's got dance season coming up. And that runs, competitions start next month early. And they run through July. That's when nationals are. And the comp fees are high. Costume fees are high. Accessory fees are high. All the privates that go along with it. It's the extra dances and whatnot. There's just a lot of cost involved. And so my budget really tightens up come January. So that's why Stockton Con, I don't really have a ton to do that with. But I'm going to be selective. You know, in the toy spotting that I do over the next six months or so, I've just got to be super selective. Not a big deal. It's not like I can't buy anything. Just got to be a little more selective. You know what I mean? So no more Masters of the Universe, Jeff. Stop uh, being a horrible influencer when it comes to that. No, you need more of those, dude. I'm actually watching the Revelations. I'm finishing off the series right now. You need more of those, man. (laughs) All right. I'll tell you what. If they make a Fisto... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will probably buy Fisto. What did he say when somebody opened up the portal? He's like, I can't wait to fist him. Yeah, like it's going to be a lot of fisting or something like that. It's like, wow, did they shoehorn that joke in? But it was fantastic. Kevin Smith knew what he was doing when he wrote that. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, this past Sunday, I was out in the garage looking for Tyler Breeze TNF figure, Tyler Breeze Fashion Police figure, the Fandango Fashion Police figure, and the Fandango figure, and the Rikishi Hall of Champions. So I'm looking for five figures in this massive field of totes, right? I found all of them except the two Fandango figures. So I am in a group chat with GBM and uh, my buddy Norm out here, and I was like, well, guys, I cannot find my Fandango figure. It doesn't look like I'm getting a Fandango figure. 
or a Fandango autograph. And GBM goes, which one were you looking for? I was all the fashion police one. And he goes, this one, he took a picture. I was like, yeah, that's the one. I said, I'll go into Amazon and pick it up. And this is how kind hearted GBM is. GBM goes, nah, dude, I'm going to send it to you. I've got already a care package going for you and Scott. I'm going to just send this to you. This is like one of the most heartwarming things he's ever done for me, dude. Just like, here, go. <laughs> Have fun at StocktonCon with the Fandango figure. So I owe GBM big time for this. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And that, again, like you said, it just kind of speaks to the kind nature of GBM that he'll just, you know, no big deal here. Just go, just take it. And that yeah. that's just awesome because that's just another collector helping out a friend. And I love that dude. And we love GBM too. That's just, that's amazing. He's just a great guy. And then I got my very first Star Wars Black Series, thanks to GBM as well. I got the Sasha Banks character from uh, Star Wars thing. Uh, <laughs> the Sasha Banks character from Star Wars thing. Yeah, that <laughs> Star Trek. Did I, get, did I say it wrong? Is it Star Trek? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Are they part of DC? Yes, it's Star Wars Trek Galactica. <laughs> Featuring Doctor Who. All right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, yeah, I got my first Star Wars Black Series figure, dude. It's kind of cool. I mean, you can't see Sasha's face unless you take the figure out, and that ain't happening. Really? No. Okay, so here's another thing. So you got the Shredder signed yes. by Kevin Nash. Yep. Or Super Shredder. Would you get this signed by Sasha Banks? No. I have other stuff that I would like Sasha to sign. One of them being, do you remember those Barbie doll type figures that they had at San Diego Comic-Con? Ah, yes. The Sasha and Charlotte two-pack. I would love to get Sasha and Charlotte to both sign theirs. That would be amazing, dude. You're totally right. So I have other things for Sasha before I'd ever get that signed. Gotcha. Okay. That totally makes sense. That is such a badass two-pack too, the way it's all packaged up. That would be a great piece to get signed for sure. Yep. And before we go, I one, I do want to say thank you to Soda Hunter for doing the Zodiac. Uh, wait, Soda. Wait, Kevin, Soda Hunter, Zodiac, Keto Hunter giveaway. I want to thank Zodiac. So, soda. Uh, nice. Zodiac. <laughs> well done, Scott. It's a play on words. Um, thank you. I want to thank Soda for doing that. That was really nice. And congratulations again to the winner. And dude, what about Bob Saget, man? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I didn't know if we were going to talk about him. And shame on us, too. We didn't mention Betty White, but uh, those are some tough losses, man. I mean, not just to the comedy world, but to America in general. I'm sure a lot of our audience grew up watching Bob Saget on America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, that guy was YouTube before YouTube, right? Yeah. And a lot of us same grew up with Betty White watching the Golden Girls every Saturday night, like 8 or 9 p.m., whatever it was, growing up watching Betty White on Golden Girls. And that was a huge part of my childhood. Of course, Bob Saget with America's Funniest Home Videos. Another huge part of my childhood, us just sitting around with mom and dad watching TV. Those two shows specifically, Funniest Home Videos and Golden Girls, just grew up with them. And, you know, these become, again, like childhood heroes. And it's just, it's rough, man. You know, you're watching people that you grew up admiring passing away. And it's unfortunate. I mean, Betty White, look, she had a long life. You know, yeah. and she was, what, 17 days away from turning 100? Something like that, yeah. She was oh, close. God, that's such a kick in the ass, man. And Bob Saget, God, 65 years old. That, I mean, that may seem like an old age to a lot of people, but to me, who's, you know, a, a hair away from 50, that's not that old, I don't think. You know, and he didn't seem like he was in bad health. No. So that's just, 
it's too bad. And then you start watching the outpour from their colleagues. And that's what really gets you. You know, because it just shows what kind of people, you know, specifically Betty White and Bob Saget, what kind of people they were. And the love being shown, it's just, they had a good life, man. It's interesting. You went with America's Funniest Home Videos and not Full House. Both of those shows, right? Because it was part of the TJI Friday or TGI Friday thing on Channel 7. Well, at least out here it was Channel 7. Yep. Uh, It was that. I don't remember what else was in there, but it was like four sitcoms and Full House was one of them. Uh, Yeah. For me, I'll remember him from America's Funniest Home Videos because when Full House came out, I was watching it, but I was a little bit too old to be like enamored with. Like I wouldn't go out of my way to watch Full House. Okay. Because I was a little bit older when that came out. I think when that came out, I was like 14, 15 years old, maybe. And, you know, I wasn't going out of my way to watch it. I'd watch if it was on, you know, because I think you watched it. But America's Funniest Tone Videos, like that I did tune into. But yeah, Full House is another one. That's what a lot of people know him for. Me, it's America's Funniest Tone Videos. But yeah, just watching the outpouring of love for Bob Saget and Betty White both. It just, it speaks volumes about what they did in their lifetime. And that's awesome. Good for them, man. I remember when we would, it would be Friday nights. And if we got good grades, mom and dad would always get us pizza Friday nights. Porkies. We would get either a Porkies or that take and bake place. Mom and dad both got hooked on. Oh yeah. Uh, Yubi's. Yes. Wasn't it like Yubi's was uh, turned into Papa Murphy's or something like that. Uh, UB's became like red apple pizza or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So this was Papa Murphy's before Papa Murphy's. This was just like, it wasn't a chain at all. It was just a little mama pop shop. And then they got bought out. It became UB's became red apple. Then I think they became something else. And then Papa Murphy's opened up. And then that was pretty much the end of little mom and pop take and bake pizza shops. At least in our area, it was. But if Scott and I got good grades, mom and dad would always get us pizza on Friday nights. And I remember Friday nights would always consist of Full House. Perfect Strangers was part of that Friday night. Ah, yes. Perfect Strangers. Balky. Yep. And then they introduced other shows like Family Matters and Dinosaurs and all that stuff. But Wasn't that the one with uh, TV's Patrick Duffy? Oh, uh, Step by Step. Thank you. Yeah. So it was. I always kind of reminisce. Those were happy times because I would be sitting there, be stuffing my face with pizza and then playing with figures, you know? Oh, what was the other benefit to getting that take and bake pizza, Jeff? Do you remember? If we went to the take and bake pizza place. What was it? There was a video store next door. Oh, great call. Yes. There were three that we frequented back in the day. There was one in the greenhouse right by Safeway. Yes. There was the one right next door to Yubi's Pizza. Yep. The other one was by Honey Treat Yogurt over by Bayfair. There was a video store there as well. So anytime we were in that area, we would always chomp at the bit to go to go, you know, British Bulldogs videos, Heart Foundation video, Best of WWF volume, whatever. We had to go get a video. Yeah, great call, dude. I forgot all about that. That was another uh, cool thing because what we would at least do is we would at least watch Full House or something and Perfect Strangers, and then we'd pop in the VHS tape. Yep, and you want to talk about a perfect weekend, you get your TGI Fridays in Friday night, Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, wrestling. Mm -hmm. You watch a couple of VHS tapes until 3.05, then that runs you to 5.05, because it was a two-hour NWA show, and then if all things lined up correctly, you had a Saturday night's main event on that night. Yep. Man, those were some good times. Yes, they were. And, you know, if you wanted to fill the time between NWA and Saturday night's main event, LJNs, Remco's. 
Good times. Speaking of Remco's, uh, cheap plug TB Toy Cast just did Remco's on their show this week. The AWA figures? AWA Remco's. Love it, dude. Absolutely right. love it. The Matt Mania series. Man, they got so good at the. And we've talked about it too. We've covered the AWAs a couple times. Um, you got to see where Remco was going to go with that line. Heavy on the cloth goods, heavy on the accessories. The likenesses were getting better. And unfortunately, just no sales. And that sucks because that line was just starting to get super good and they had to wrap it up. So I'm definitely going to check that episode out. I love listening to Remco stories. But before you guys do that, we got to get into the news. What do you say we jump into that, Scott? There's a lot. Let's go talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. Scott, unfortunately, with sad news, New York Toy Fair 2022 is canceled over COVID concerns. Per the New York Post, annual Toy Fair New York trade show slated for next month has been canceled amid rising concerns from vendors and buyers over the recent COVID-19 surge. The 117-year-old conference, the largest toy trade show in the Western Hemisphere, was canceled late Tuesday after being set to take place at the Jacob K. Jav, Javdis, Javid, Javid, Javid Best Center. <laughs> wow, you're taking it back. <laughs> February 19th to February 22nd. Some of the biggest attendees, including Hasbro, MGA, MGA Entertainment, Walmart, and Target, had bowed out in recent days, as the Post first reported. Blah blah blah. Basically, it's canceled. That sucks. That it, sucks. But look hopefully we get one of those things like they've been doing with comic-con where vendors just are basically like, okay, fine. We'll just release a bunch of pictures. Hopefully that's what we get from Mattel. It's kind of the sign of the times right now, unfortunately, but it is what it is. And it's just sad news that they had to cancel yet again. Yeah, it it does suck, but who knows? Maybe it's for the best. I, I don't know anymore, dude. It's just crazy. You know, I thought we were kind of coming out of this. I still think that we are coming out of this. This is kind of like the last, hopefully the last big hurrah. Why do I feel like this is that South Park COVID episode now? (laughs) We are on year 35 of the final phase of COVID. I can't wait to see what my Alexa looks like. (laughs) Alexa, drive this car. It's going to be the Sasha Banks Star Wars thing. Super 7 Andre the Giant figure was also shown off. So, so far I'm wrong. I thought Super 7 was in a bow out of wrestling. But to our delight... There it is. Super 7, Andre the Giant. He has yellow trunks on. It does look cool, dude. It's from WrestleMania 2. Yes. So that'll be a cool one because that's one I'm definitely going to pick up. I've wanted an Andre from WrestleMania 2 because he didn't wear yellow a lot. And so that's kind of a, a unique look to go for. And I respect Super 7 for that. But let's hear it for Super 7. Dormant for a while on the wrestling. But boom, coming right out of the gate with an Andre figure. You know, Andre getting a lot of love lately. Zombie's going to be doing Andre from WrestleMania 6 and his assortment. Here comes Super 7 with an Andre from WrestleMania 2. I'm loving this. So kudos. I'm happy you guys are still in the game. Let's see more of it. All right. Quick little sidebar. Who is the first person to ever have special gear for WrestleMania? Special gear? Yeah, because you know how wrestlers will wear something special for WrestleMania. They'll have like a special jacket or special gear or something. Who was the Mm. very first person to ever have like special WrestleMania gear? Hmm. 
So would it be Warrior and Savage at seven? Uh, possibly. That's actually a great call. Did Savage ever wear that outfit before or after that match? Well, no, because he was supposed to retire after that match. Did Savage ever wear that outfit before WrestleMania seven? To the best of my knowledge, no. I don't recall ever seeing him in that. And then Warrior had that duster. Yes. And I don't recall seeing him wear a duster any time before that. He did after, yes, but not before it, to the best of my knowledge. So I'm trying to think WrestleMania 6. I don't think there was anything special. 5, I don't recall anything. Definitely not at 4. No, Savage changed gear for each one of yes. his matches, but there was really nothing that stood out. That was different. You could say his robes, because they changed between four and five as well. Because didn't he wear different... Was he wearing different robes at four? Between matches, or was it just different trunks? I don't know. I, I refuse to watch that pay-per-view. That you jerk. atrocity of a pay-per-view. You jerk. So I remember he had, but he had a lot of different robes, you know, that he could go to. So I wouldn't really classify that as like WrestleMania specific gear. Okay. So I'm going to go Savage and Warrior at WrestleMania 7. Listeners, if you happen to think of something, maybe it happened at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, let us know. Scott, let's move over to Jazzwares. They are going to be teaming up with Upper Deck. Jeremy Padauer put this out. In addition, Upper Deck has collaborated with Jazzwares, a dedicated licensor for AEW figures, to create a 100-piece dedicated yellow base set. Collectors can find an exclusive three-card pack in some Jazzwares figures starting with Unmatched Series 3 released in early 2022. That's pretty cool. Gregory Mitchell, Vice President of Brands at Jazzwares, said the AEW fan base is very passionate Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> and deservedly so, man. And the collaboration between action figures and trading cards really makes sense. Upper Decks and Jazzware are key pillars of AEW's growing licensing and merchandising business, said Mark Kaplan, Vice President of Licensing at AEW. In addition to providing another way to interact with great fans, product innovation and execution has made retail partners unique to consumers. So cards are going to be thrown in with figures. That's awesome. Now, here's my question. If the price of those cards start to skyrocket and you're an MOC collector, that means you're going to have an MOC figure in addition to some potentially really expensive cards inside the package with your figure. Now, are we going to see prices on MOC AEW figures start to skyrocket if the price of the card skyrockets as well? Uh, no, I foresee a lot of card collectors, and I'm not trashing card collectors, but I could see a lot of people, card collectors specifically, going in, breaking in the packaging, just wanting the cards. Ugh, God, I hope that doesn't happen. Oh, dude, me too. But I've seen people stoop to stealing LeBron toy heads, so who knows? <laughs> why? Yeah, sure. No, legitimately, why? What's the point? <laughs> who knows? What are you doing with LeBron heads? Like, seriously. <laughs> Are you making voodoo dolls with them? Like, what are you doing? Okay, now that actually makes sense. It kind of does. <laughs> now that I just mentioned it, yeah. All right, go steal all the LeBron heads. Now that you said that out loud, that actually makes sense. I like this. I like what you're going with this. <laughs> That's why they all got stolen. So come playoff time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move over to Pro Wrestling Tees. They are doing a pre-order for two weeks that are starting now. 
It is a Sting with blue and orange gear. They will have a one of 100 order. will receive a Chase Brawler Sting in green and black. So think of that Elite that was, oh, I think it was Elite 62 or something like that. Badass Sting figure too. Yeah, that will be the one of 100 Chase for these micro brawlers. So if you want to jump in on that, they are 20 bucks each. So head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees. All right, Scott, it's time for Chella Toys. They are sticking with their retro style figures, and boy, do we have a lot of them. Let's start off first, right after we recorded last week. Very following day, they announced a Gail Kim retro red outfit. She'll have a long red jacket and glasses. Looks good. Yeah, very, very cool. I like how they're including women. Like, we have always wanted Mattel, or back in the day, we wanted Hasbro to do. Yeah, Mattel gave us, what, 10 retro series and not one female. And here's Chella, series after series, women after women coming out from them. It's awesome. I love it. Okay, now let's talk about the three different British Bulldogs that came out. British Bulldog with long braided hair, soft goods Union Jack cape, and it can be fanned out, and it says Bulldog on it. Red and blue tights with gold tassels. What'd you think of that one? I loved every single one of them because you're going to be getting into more British Bulldogs here. I like because with Mattel, right? We always have to kind of wait for them to hit a certain version of the character. We like British Bulldog, for example, had several different looks. We had British Bulldog when he first came in, or we had Davy boy when he first came in with dynamite as part of the British Bulldogs. He had short hair. Then he came back as a singles care as a singles guy. He had long hair in the braids, as you mentioned, then he was a tag team with Lex Luger as the Allied Powers. Then he was short hair with long tights. Then he was, uh, what, he had the short hair with the jeans look for a while. So British Bulldog had several different looks. And with Mattel, you're not guaranteed to get all those. But here's Chella. They're giving you three in one shot. I dig that. Let's talk about the second British Bulldog figure. It'll be Davy in this Heart Foundation look. He will have a leather jacket with the Heart Foundation skull. It does say Heart Foundation on the jacket. So I thought there would be copyright infringement, but I guess not. Guess not. Blue and red trunks with the Union Jack knee pads. Like they plucked Davey right from 1997. Yeah, that's so awesome. And the third one, Allied Powers Davey Boy look. Union Jack trunks and knee pads. Chella Toys tweeted out, we want to send a special thank you to Georgia and the family of Davy Boy Smith for letting us have the opportunity to create some truly amazing action figures together. We appreciate every single one of you that has been with Chella Toys every step of the way. As a show of our gratitude, we are letting the fans pick which era of the Davy Boy Smith that we should make. Voting will start soon. Thank you to Eye Candy Tattoo, Brian Tipping, for these amazing pieces of artwork. Great job, Brian. Without Brian, none of these would be possible. So, who wants to see British Bulldogs 2-pack? Oh. Could Davey be the sixth member of Bone Crushing Wrestlers? They teased a 2-pack. And if they do, I hope they put him in the blue, dude. Agree. That's where I want them to go is with that blue. Yeah, it was so overlooked, right? When we got the LJNs, they were in the maroon or the red. When we got the Jack's Classic 2-pack which was completely inaccurate because of Davy Boy's hair. They were in white. 
The singles character of Dynamite Kid was in the red. We did get the blue versions in the, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, in the Deluxe Classic. We got one of them in blue. Uh, Yes. So we got Davey in blue. We got Dynamite in red. Yes. So we didn't even get a matching set. Correct. Again. Now we could correct all of that. Finally, let's see. The original British Bulldogs came out in 87 from LJN. That was 35 years ago. Yep. So finally, 35 years later, we could potentially get a set of British Bulldogs, accurate, I might add, in that baby blue color. And I, I'm with you, Jeff. That was my favorite British Bulldogs gear was the baby blue color. Yep. I don't know why I'm partial to it. That was just my favorite. Same with JYD. I don't know why, but... That was my favorite for the British Bulldogs. I've always wanted a two-pack of them in that gear. Hopefully, Chella is able to make it happen. Hopefully, that's the one that they... Hopefully, they put it up to a vote and we can all vote on which one we want. Yeah, how can we cheat? Can we make uh, voting bots? Is that a is that a possibility? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it works for people buying G.I. Joes on Target. Let's try to make <laughs> that work for us. Yeah, let's get some bots. <laughs> all right, Scott, let's move over to their Bone Cruncher crushers they did show off adam bomb and blue meanie adam bomb proto was shown he does have the yellow glasses now one thing they did do with the meanie and the adam bomb they shortened up the arms so the like the bone crunchers were back in the day their arms were so dangly now they've tightened them up and shortened them up so good job on cella to correct some of the mistakes of jacks back in the day agree yeah no they look really good dude and again they're a pass for me just because I don't have that nostalgic feeling for the Bone Crushers, um, but I get why people that grew up with them do have that feeling. I totally get it. And again, good on Chella for hitting that segment of the wrestling collector population. And I think those are going to do really well for them. Great choice on Adam Bomb. Great choice on Blue Meanie. 100%. So that rounds out the news. It is time for WWE Elite Series 43. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go talk about it. We're going back in time for nostalgia. We're going back in time, time, time. Nostalgia. Before we jump into WWE Elite Series 43, want everybody to check out WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. That's where I go to pull the list for each individual Elite Series. Want you guys to head over on to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com if you're looking at any sets that you want to complete. And you want to make sure you have everybody on that checklist. Head on over there; it's a great resource to use. Again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, what do you got for WWE Elite Series 43 that came out in 2016? Yes, sir. WWE Mattel Elite Series 43 consisted of Alberto Del Rio. He came with a black scarf and the U.S. title. Next up, and I love when they do this, we get the tag team of the Hart Foundation, Brett and Jim. They both came with a pair of sunglasses, and they both came with the tag title. They were both in their pink tights and black singlet top. Kevin Owens, the great KO, was packaged with the NXT title, and he had a solid block KO shirt on. He also had the most comfortable pair of shorts I've ever owned. (laughs) on this figure. 
They're amazingly comfortable, dude. They were the KO shorts that came out when he first came out in NXT, and they oh. sold them on the shop. Oh, I thought you actually wore KO shorts. I'm not that lucky, dude. Okay. I've been very lucky in life, but I've never been that lucky. <laughs> that would that would just make you the luckiest man in the world? Completely. Completely. <laughs> to wear KO shorts. So as close as I got is wearing the ones off the shop. The most comfortable shorts I've ever worn. But moving on, <laughs> Kofi Kingston, and he was in blue and white gear to match Xavier from the previous series. He came with a sign that said real mega dad of the year and an entrance jacket. And finally, the incredible Samoa Joe packaged with a towel accessory and a Samoa Joe t-shirt. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 43. What'd you think of this series? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, KO alone was the star for me. But on top of that, we get Samoa Joe. So two big, big names in NXT at the time. We got the Heart Foundation. And the Kofi Kingston figure is great. And, I mean, look, another Alberto Del Rio, whatever. I've never been a huge fan of his. But I was a big fan of this series. I like the series, but now that I look back at it, it's three figures that I basically loved. It was the KO. I'm not a fan of the Brett, but I loved how they did the Heart Foundation. Yes. The Jim Neidhart is one of the best gyms out there, except this goes back to the whole Bret Hart talk where they've never captured Bret. They couldn't even capture the 86, 87 look. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not great, right? It's I can't even say that they've done better Bretts. I guess the best Bret was that one basic they did. That's probably the closest face they've done. Yeah, they should just keep putting that one out until they can figure it out. But, and again, look, Mattel's going to hit way more home runs than they strike out. But for some reason with Brett, man, they just, they can't seem to get it right. But yeah, Jim rarely has a figure where you're like, it's just okay. They're all really, really good. All right, Scott, let's play the game. How many of these do I have signed? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess the Heart Foundation. And I know you have Samoa Joe because you were with me when I got that one signed at Access in NOLA. So Samoa Joe for sure. I'm going to guess Samoa Joe and the Hart Foundation. You would be incorrect. I just have Bret Hart. Oh, really? So you never got Jim? I never got Jim, and this is what kills me. So I had that figure ready to go for WrestleCon in New Orleans. Okay. But had way too many figures going, and that was one of the figures that I pulled back. Oh, what? And Jim passed away after WrestleCon. I kicked myself for not getting that figure signed because every time I see Soda Hunters, it looks amazing. And Every time I just kick myself for not getting that figure signed. I'm actually in shock. The Heart Foundation are your favorite tag team of all time next to the Rock and Roll Express. I can't believe that Jim would be the one you'd put back in the bucket and be like, nah, I'll get him next time. I was just thinking I can get him at next WrestleCon or something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, lesson learned, man. It it sucks every time we lose one of our heroes. And then you have a story like that where you're like, I could have met him, but you never want to miss out on a chance to meet your heroes. Yeah. So I just got Brett signed. One thing about the tag belts that came with Brett and Jim, I wish it was the silver look that they had for Brutus Beefcake. I still need to get another one of those titles, too. I've only got the one that came with Brutus. I need to get my hands on another. But I agree with you. Would have been great. Just go to eBay and purchase one. Yeah, I will at some point, yes. I just need to get that done some point. By the way, the Samoa Joe figure that I got signed was the TNA Toy Biz figure, where he came with the trophy. Wait, you got that signed at Access? Yep, sure did. 
Oh, I thought you got his elite signed at Access. Nope, I did not. Oh, okay. That's the one I got signed, is the elite from this series. Gotcha. Okay. It is time for some eBay listings. Let's start off with Alberto Del Rio, Black Scarf, U.S. title. Last sold eBay listing was November 6th for $12.50. Ouch. Man, so close to that Damian Sandow line. I know. I was actually hoping to call it the Del Rio line. <laughs> and by the way, when we keep saying the line, as of right now, Mizdow holds the line. I think it was like $7.99 or something like that. Yeah, it was like a third of the price yeah. of what you paid at retail. Yeah, I was hoping it would be the Del Rio line. I was really hoping, but... Unfortunately, it was not. Bret Hart, Hart Foundation looks, sunglasses, tag title. Last sold eBay listing January 1st for $47. I thought that was going to be a little higher. Hmm, okay. Jim Neidhart, sunglasses, tag title as well. Last sold eBay listing December 30th for $50. Okay, so you're talking carded Hart Foundation set, 100 bucks essentially. Pretty much, yep. That sounds about right. Kevin Owens with the NXT title. Solid block KO t-shirt. Last sold eBay listing January 9th for $18.88. Damn, less than what he was at retail. That's crazy. That's his first entry into the Elite line too. There was probably so many of them. That's why the price is down on these. Possibly, yeah. Because when the KO figures really started to come out, they really started to come out between basics and battle packs and elites. There were a lot of KO figures starting to flood. Samoa Joe with Towel Samoa Joe t-shirt. Last sold eBay listing December 28th for $18.99. So outside of the Heart Foundation, all these prices were low. Well, I'll tell you what. If you get to see Samoa Joe at WrestleCon, I suggest if you're going to get that elite figure signed, go yellow paint pen. It looks fantastic. And Kofi Kingston signed that said real mega dad of the year and entrance jacket. Last sold eBay listing December 11th for $17 and one penny. Wasn't the Xavier like 70-something dollars? Yeah, it was like 80-something. <laughs> Kofi's 17? It's like, what? It's the trombone, dude. Hell of people. It's got to be the trombone. Hell of people wanted Francesca. You're right. You're right. A, a MOC Francesca that comes with an Xavier Woods. Unless there was a car, unless that card was an error or something. That's the only thing I can think of, but I didn't see anything that said it was an error. I'll have to go back and look at it. That's crazy. So that rounds out Elite 43. Now, Scott... We're not going to tease or anything who we're going to do on who did it better tonight. What we're going to do is we're going to play their music and see if people can guess before we announce who we are choosing for who did it better. So let's get into it. Hit their music. Okay, let's see if you guys guessed it. Scott, we got to do a little bit of filler. Let the people kind of figure out who it is. So uh, why don't you do the Aquanet Minute real quick? Yes, the Aquanet Minute this week. And it's funny, I had an album picked out. And good thing I keep notes on the ones that I've told people to check out because I would have doubled up. And I was like, oh crap, I've already done that one. So this, I guess, would be second place this week. 
So the Aquanet Minute this week is Europe Final Countdown. You weren't a big Europe fan, were you? I was of that album. Absolutely, dude. I got into that one. Um, uh, Rock Now, Rock the Night. I think that's the name of the song. Uh, Carrie, I was into it, dude. Now, there's not a lot of hits on this album outside of those three songs. Those were, the, I think those were the only three videos for that album. Um, the rest of it is, as we're doing now, kind of filler. Uh, there was a song called <laughs> Cherokee that's totally cheesy. And it's not a super great album, but the hits that it's got, one of the best ballads of the 80s in Carrie, it's got an anthem, right? The final countdown. I think all these years later, you can officially call that song an anthem. It was in a commercial. You hear it everywhere. The final countdown, it's huge. Definitely worth the listen, mainly for those big hits. Like I said, one of the best ballads, one of the best anthems. Europe Final Countdown, that's the Aquanet Minute. Now I've got that song stuck in my head. As I'm sure a lot of people do, in addition to that theme song that played in between segments. I like how you tied that all in. Yep, so who was it, Jeff? Whose music did that belong to? That would be Lex Luger's WCW theme. This week we are doing Who Did It Better? Lex Luger. And Scott, do you have the list of Lex Luger figures? Well, there have been so many, right? We started off with Galoob. He had a UK version. He had a US version. So we got a couple different Lugers out of Galoob. And then, of course, we had the Hasbro Lex Luger. And without spoiling too much, it is an excellent Lex Luger figure. Now, unfortunately, this was the narcissist Lex Luger, not USA Lex Luger. So they kind of missed the boat a little bit. I think the USA Lex Luger would have been a lot better for them. Timing-wise, they had to go with the Narcissist. We had a Just Toys Bendems, where we did get the American Lex Luger. And then we really didn't see anything until Toy Biz. And that's where we got a few different Lex Lugers. I will go on record by saying the worst Lex Luger figure, and it's not even close, Jeff, and you'll be happy to hear this, is Toy Biz Smash and Slam Series 1 Lex Luger. Oh, yeah. That was already a given that that was my worst one as well. We joke about the Andre the Giant LJN Series 1 having a dumpster fire face. Yes. That figure has nothing (laughs) on Toy Biz Smash and Slam Series 1 Lex Luger. Go look at that figure. Like, seriously, pause the podcast. Get your phone. Google search Lex Luger Toy Biz Series (laughs) 1. When Razor Ramon called Lex a horse face... In that promo for that house show, he must have been referring to this figure. Okay. Most people don't know about the horse face comment, Scott. Do you dare enlighten them? Oh, okay. So it was a weird house show where they were having a heel versus a heel. It was Razor when he was still a heel versus Lex Luger before he became All-American Lex. So this would have been like early 93 Like, it would have been in between, like, winter, and so it would have been, like, spring 93, right? So, Razor's in heel mode. He would have been coming off his WrestleMania 9 win versus Backlund. Luger was still Narcissus Lex Luger. He wasn't yet slamming Yokozuna on the USS flag. I know it's not the USS flag. I like to throw that in because G.I. Joe. (laughs) So, it was in between face turns for both guys. So, they were doing this weird heel versus heel thing at an Oakland house show. What they used to do to pump up the crowd for the house shows to get you to buy tickets is Saturday mornings, they would have the two guys facing each other cut promos on each other. These were all pre-taped. <laughs> and in Razor Ramon, and I know we've talked about this on the show, 
Razor Ramon in his promo goes, Hey, yo, horse face. <laughs> I died. I died. This is Scott Hall in 1993 calling another man horse face. So they had the split screen going on and they were doing the, Hey, Oakland Coliseum. It's going to be a night of matches. Uh, come and see Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez because that was a match there. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Mr. Perfect. And then the main event will be these two men. And then they had a split screen with Lex Luger and Razor Ramon. And then that's when Razor made that comment. He called him horse face. <laughs> so you go look at this, this figure that was made in 1998, by the way. It's horrible. This is probably the worst Lex Luger face sculpt in the history of Lex Luger face sculpts. Mannix did a better job on fake Lex Luger than Toy Biz <laughs> did on real Lex Luger. It's awful. Well, now that we've trashed Toy Biz. No, no, no. No, I didn't trash Toy Biz. I trashed that specific figure because I actually like Toy Biz. You're way harder on Toy Biz than I am. Because to Toy Biz's credit, they ended up doing a better job on Luger eventually, especially on like the ponytailed versions. They did a really good job. And it's unfortunate that one of the unreleased Luger prototypes from Galoob, which you can actually see on Wrestling Figure Database, he's in his entrance jacket half robe thing, and he's got ponytail hair, and it looks fantastic. Uh, we also got a, what is it, old San Francisco Toy Makers version of Luger in their Heels and Faces assortment. Mm-hmm. That's a really good Luger pose. In fact, it's a perfect Luger pose. It's that most muscular, mm-hmm. but the face is just okay. But Toy Biz really got the Luger face sculpt good later on. Or I should say better. A, a vast improvement over that Smash and Slam Series 1. We got some Jack's Classic Superstars Lugers. And of course, we've gotten, you know, we had Luger in the Four Horsemen shirt. We had a singles run Luger. We had a Deluxe Classic in his American gear. And then Mattel has given us pretty much the same. We've had Luger. From the Bash at the Beach match, where he was wearing the face paint, and yep. then now Forever 3-pack with Savage and Sting. We had All-American Lex. We've had Narcissist Lex Luger. We've had... Who else have we had? We've had a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon NWA show Lex Luger. That would have been in the Build a J.J. Dillon figure assortment. Yep. So we've had a lot of Lex Luger figures, but my favorite out of all those... He's had some bendies, too. From uh, Galoob, and he had a 12-inch figure, or was it a 10-inch figure? Uh, from Galoob as well, and that 12-inch or 10-inch uh, tall assortment that also had Sting and Flair in it. And Sid. He had a, a wrestling buddy, or the WCW equivalent of a wrestling buddy, which we actually have thanks to GBM, Jeff. Yep, thank you GBM for sending that our way. But out of all those Luger figures, that one from early 90s, that's my favorite, the Hasbro Lex. I think it's been hard for wrestling toy companies to capture Lex's face. And I don't know why. I mean, there have been some close ones. You know, Jack's Classics, they did okay on a few. Not perfect. Mattel has definitely gotten closer on, on really capturing that Lex Luger face. But I think you go no further than the Red Card Hasbro series to really look at a perfect Lex Luger sculpt. And I really think Hasbro captured it on that narcissist figure. I would have loved to have seen the all American Lex that Hasbro had planned for the orange card. Unfortunately, we never got it. 
we can only go off of what that prototype showed. And I think it was going to be great. But here we are all these years later, all these Lex figures later, I still think Hasbro did it best. I have to agree with you. When we first started talking about Lex figures, I kept thinking Deluxe Classic because I really love the Deluxe Classic, the Jack's Deluxe Classic. From the neck down, that is an outstanding figure. Correct. The thing that threw it off was they gave him the world title in that packaging. And I never understood that and it didn't make sense. That was a miss. <laughs> Not to mention the facial expression on him. Looks like he's hammering out a two. Right, right. And that in combination with the belt, bad decisions by Jax. Mattel has done well. They did well on the Narcissus figure. They did well on the Bash at the Beach 3-pack. I thought that that was well done as well. That's my favorite Lex figure that Mattel has done. And that would actually be my second favorite Lex. I agree with you. I'm going to have to go with you on the red card Hasbro. Early 90s, they captured... Lex and just that body style, that pose, that face. I have to agree with you that Red Card Hasbro is the best Lex Luger any company has ever made. And this isn't a knock on any of the other companies that have made them except Toy Biz, but they've all been pretty well or kind of on par, but nothing will ever top the Red Card Hasbro. Yeah, I agree with you. And I actually think the second best. I- The Mattel Bash at the Beach 3-pack Lex Luger is my second favorite Lex. My third favorite, and it's only getting number three. It would be number two, but it's only getting number three because of the pose, is the Galoob. I think Galoob did an excellent job. I mean, considering those figures came out in 1991, I think they did an outstanding job of capturing Lex Luger's face. They did an outstanding job, and that's early on, dude. So really, like the first two Luger figures out of the shoot are two of the best. And I didn't see another good Lex likeness really up until his bash at the beach. What I noticed is with Mattel, the hair was in a ponytail. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the face sculpt with the ponytail making the face sculpt better. But I would like to see Mattel do another Lex with Lex in his ponytail instead of the longer hair. Also, I'd like to point out the elite figure in his American getup from Mattel the hair is inaccurate. So had they done the proper hairstyle on that, that one could have been rated higher for me. But one, two, and three is Hasbro's Red Card Lex, the Bash at the Beach Lex Luger with the face paint and the ponytail. And number three is Galoob. So going back to the All-American Lex. Which one? The All-American Lex from Mattel. Mattel's, Okay. I think that was from the Allied Powers look because that was the only time that he kind of had that mullet going on was that Allied Powers look. So I don't think that was actually from when he slammed Yoko. But didn't the picture on the side of the package have him in the short hair? Yes. Okay, but they were maybe going... So they weren't trying to hit a singles run. They were shooting more for his Allied Powers look. That's what I'm thinking because that's the only time he ever had a mullet during that run. Okay. Well, that would make a little more sense then. But I would like to see, if that's the case, they really should have done a Davy Boy from his Allied Powers look. Oh, agreed. Much agreed. Yeah, I mean, look, that tag team didn't amount to much, but back when they were a team in, what, 94? Man, I thought that they were going to do everything in WWE. I thought they could have won the IC, heavyweight, and tag team titles before the dudes with attitudes or whatever. God, what did Sean and Diesel call themselves? Yeah, it was not dudes with attitudes. Yeah, wasn't it two dudes with attitudes or something like that? 
Okay, so they stole Sting's name for his little faction that he had like 1990? I think so. It was like Orndorff, Sting, and Junkyard Dog. Okay. <laughs> I think that was it, wasn't it? Okay, let's let's not get off on a tangent here. <laughs> going crazy. But yeah, I thought British Bulldog and Lex Luger were going to do everything in WWF. And ultimately, that team didn't amount to much outside of a WrestleMania win. But okay, so if that's what they were going for, I would have loved to see a British Bulldog in that same look. Which coincidentally, we talked about in the news, Chella Toys is going to give us. And I think that that's awesome. But the Deluxe Classic had a lot going for it, Jeff. And I agree with you. The inclusion of that world title, you're like, man, did they just have an influx of these? And they're just like, let's lose some of this world title stock and just throw it in with a random figure. That's kind of what it seems like to me. And I guess that would be a Jack's move. You know what I would like to see is I would like to see them make Lex in the bright neon colors that he would come out in in the late 80s so he agree yes so like he would have bright orange he would have bright blue he would have bright neon green even if they made him a basic that's fine agree Uh, because that one lex basic is outstanding that they did that was in that build a jj dylan set exactly so i would actually really like to see that like a series of luger figures in those neon tights yeah, because that was such a look for the late 80s, early 90s was those or were those neon colors like the oranges and the greens and the blues. I totally agree with you. That would be awesome. And I do want to give honorable mention to Toy Biz for their ponytailed Lex Luger looks. They did get better as they went on. So I really kind of slammed them and smashed them for that series one figure, but they did ultimately get better. So that basic that did come out with the build a JJ Dillon thing, he was in the black trunks on that one. I'm That's ta- correct. Yeah, I'm talking about late 80s NWA TV, you know, orange, blue, green, different trunks, you know? Yeah, so right there, I mean, you could have put those color trunks on that Lex and you would have had like an 88 Lex Luger. Yep. Throwing them right in the ring with that Ultimate Edition flair. Dude, that's an 88 Great American Bash main event waiting to happen. Missed opportunity. Yep. Totally. Why did Luger never beat Flair for the title? Well, wait, wasn't he supposed to face Flair for the title and then Flair bounced? Or was that Barry Windham that was supposed to face Flair? Okay, so funny you bring that up. We actually talked about that on Drunk Wrestling History. I remember that, but I don't remember what who it was. Was it Luger facing Flair or was it? So it was going to be Flair was supposed to drop the title to Sting. So they were supposed to have that match. But when Flair decided he was going to bounce, WCW decided, the powers that be, Jim Hurd decided, nah, we're going to have you face Luger and you're going to drop the title to him. Well, Flair didn't want any part of that. He's like, no, 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 we promised Sting. And they did. They promised Sting the world title. WCW wanted to change course, go with Luger as their champion. Flair's like, nope, I'm leaving and I'm taking the title with me. So they had to scramble and change the match. Oh, Flair actually agreed to uh, to facing Barry Windham. He's like, okay, fine. You don't want to give it to Sting. Let me drop it to Barry Windham. They said no. So what ended up happening? Flair bounces with the title, shows up on Saturday morning TV with the world title from WCW or NWA. And NWA slash WCW has to scramble and create a main event of Flair versus Windham, of all people, in the steel cage. (sighs) And Luger ultimately won the title. That's right. That's right. Just stupid. But yeah, we we give uh, Herd a pretty good beating for that one on the Drunk Wrestling History episode. Well, Herd's not that smart anyway, so. Uh, No. Yeah. I had a few choice words for him, as did uh, Adam and Eddie as well. And that actually rounds out the show. Speaking of plugs, we wanted you guys to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. 
Over there, you can find the loose and carter prices of, speaking of Galoobs, LJNs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, Retros, and did I, hit it? did I hit them all, Scott? I think you did. All right. Wrestling Buddies? No, they haven't put Wrestling Buddies up there. Okay. They should. Maybe that'll be next. Maybe. But check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Obviously, we want you to check out our good buddies, Breaker and Bane, over at the Power Hour with Breaker and Bane. They talk wrestling talk, movie talk, all this other talk. And it's just a fun banter back and forth between them two but check out breaker and bane's power hour also check out breaker side project tb Toycast with travis and this past week on you know it's fake right he had eric rowan on oh wow great get breaker but yeah. jeff you know what watch out for that venus guy oh dude tell me about it that guy is so shady dude yeah yeah watch out for him i don't know why bane associates with him bane's such a great guy i don't know how he puts up with venus also, check out our good buddies over at Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, of course. And speaking of Eric, he was on the PPW podcast a couple weeks ago. Go listen to that. That was a lot of fun to listen to because they went over sneakers. They went over cards. They talked wrestling figures. They talked wrestling. It was a fun listen over at the PPW podcast. Um, by the way, Steve's co-host, Eric, hasn't been on lately. So I reached out to Steve and I said, hey, if you need anybody to sit in with you just let me know and he has not called me once really yeah he doesn't like me anymore he he's shunned interesting me. he shunned me so what you're saying is you're not even the second best option to co-host with him <laughs> not even close dude <laughs> <laughs> he's gone and actually joe's really cool joe from ovp podcast and uh eric's really cool but he's he hasn't reached out to me he's he's just like yeah i'll let you know don't call me i'll call you i'll call you kid (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i love steve over there at the ppw podcast go check out his shows over there subscribe on itunes another show we want you to subscribe to is the chick foley show over on itunes seth and sheena and marco we hope you guys are doing well out there check out justin from wrestling cheers check out our good buddy rj from ringside rant Marty and Rucker are doing boot to the face and Tim's pulling up a chair with the fig life community. So check those out. And Scott, you got drunk wrestling history. Yes. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday was a pay-per-view review of Halloween havoc, 1998. Jeff, would you like to guess the main event of Halloween havoc, 1998? Hogan Warrior 2. That match took place, but was not the main event. See? A lot of people think that was the main event of that show. Uh, DDP Savage? You're close. It was DDP and Goldberg. Oh, DD. Okay, gotcha. Yes, but yes, Warrior and Hogan, number two, and it certainly was number two, did take place at that show, was not the main event, and deservedly so. It was... uh. Well, you can listen to the podcast and hear our thoughts on that. Halloween Havoc 98. Because we're drunk wrestling history, we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Were you bored watching it? No, I was not bored. Dude, the main event was actually really good. And I'm not a big Goldberg fan, but uh, DDP really brought out the best in him and vice versa. I'll give Goldberg credit. Good, solid main event. It was fast, but it was very good. Uh, Great opener was uh, Jericho and Raven. Oh, 
That's a good one. Yeah, and WCW really, and of course, this isn't a wrestling podcast, but these are just some thoughts on, you know, another podcast that I did. Uh, WCW was great because they had that mix of great heavyweights, a great mid-card, and a solid cruiserweight division. And all the cast characters were that night. I was not a WCW fan per se in 98. I was a WWF guy, so I refused to support the WCW product for the most part. Still bought the toys. But looking back now, I kind of appreciate those pay-per-views way more. Like, I really stopped when Bischoff started plucking the WWF guys. I was like, you know what? You're just, all you're doing is stealing and you're making a name off of those guys, what they did elsewhere, and that's garbage. I'm not going to support that. But now that I've gone back and watched the pay-per-views, I've I've gained a new level of respect for them. So, Hogan Warrior match aside, solid pay-per-view. Very solid pay-per-view. Again, the opener was Raven and Chris Jericho. I mean, that's going to be awesome. Uh, Alex Wright actually has a match on that show. Uh, Perry Saturn's on the show. And main event is Goldberg and DDP. Scott Hall faces Kevin Nash in that show. Pretty solid show. I enjoyed it. It was from Vegas, which was cool. Um, but yeah, go check out the episode. Talk all about it. Was uh, Alex Wright Berlin yet? Uh, no, he was Alex Wright. Okay, gotcha. And I believe... Oh, he faced Fit Finley on that show. Okay, sweet. Yeah, it's uh, really uh, a good contrast of styles. And I won't spoil who won, but it was kind of a shocker. <laughs> I won't spoil who won in this match that took place 24 years ago. I hate spoilers. <laughs> For somebody well, who hasn't watched it yet, but it's on your list, I won't spoil who won that match. <laughs> also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling and every single day... Ryan Buds does trivia, Buds, Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to the great, amazingly talented Jason Wolf. He's our artist. He should be yours too. Head over to Doyle Draws. That's D-O-Y-L-E Draws.com. Check out his custom Hasbros. Check out his artwork. Get in touch with him. Commission some artwork. You will not be disappointed. Again, DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. So no chicken wings for you, huh? No. Ugh. Okay, so I guess I'll tell the story. <laughs> I told Shannon Sunday night, babe, I want to get Taco Bell on Tuesday night. So Tuesday would have been the night before the promotion ended. So I still had a day. So I told her, hey, I'm going to go to Taco Bell Tuesday night for dinner. Just giving you a heads up. She's on keto, can't do Taco Bell. So I go on the app. I place the order for Peyton's food, Cindy's food. That's my mother-in-law. And my food, of course, add the wings. Everything goes in the cart. I get the total. I pay it. Head to the drive-thru, get to the thing. It says, you know, can I help you? Yeah, mobile order for Scott. Okay, come up to the window, pull up to the window. Lady opens the window and says the following. Uh, sir, I'm sorry, we don't have any more wings. Do you want to substitute something else? <laughs> I saw red. I just looked at her like, seriously, there's still a day left in the promotion and you already sold out of the wings. So I'm not super disappointed. I kind of prefer Taco Bell stay in their lane. Because I didn't hear a lot of glowing reviews about the wings. So I wasn't super disappointed that I missed out on them. But I think what's going to happen is... I think they're going to get their feedback on that they were just okay. But there was a lot of interest in them. So I think Taco Bell tweaks the recipe. We'll have them back on the menu before summer. If anything, it'll be for like a month. You know, it'll be like one of those special Taco Bell items you only get for a month. I think they'll be back by summer. Wasn't there an 80s hair metal song called I Saw Red? Yeah, that was Warrant. That was on the Cherry Pie album. 
Oh, that was okay. Okay. Great song, by the way. That's about a dude walking in on his girlfriend cheating on him or wife cheating on him, whatever. Oh, and then he saw red. That makes sense. Yes, he saw red. <laughs> I'm still sad he passed away. You broke that news to me about two months ago, and I'm still sad. Yeah, Janie Lane, man. And he did the uh, celebrity weight loss show. He lost a bunch of weight. He was healthy. He was living life again. And yeah, and then he passed away. So sad. I guess kind of full circle, you know, coming back to the passing away talk. These guys that you grow up watching and admiring, and then they pass on, man. It's just a sign. Just don't. Don't take anything for granted. And, you know, I didn't want to say anything, um, but a very, very close friend of mine, somebody that I really looked up to, a former boss of mine, uh, she's going through cancer treatments right now. It's not looking super great. And I just found out this past week that she thinks she's in the final stages of cancer. And it breaks my heart. She's a very special person to me. And we haven't talked a lot since she left the company and then I left the company you know, a few DMs here and there, but it's one of those, I knew her for a few years and she made enough of an impression on my life that I've never forgotten what she did for me. The family was really struggling in the late 2000s, like 2009, 2010. And she was in a position where she could make the struggle a lot less. She didn't have to, she chose to, and I won't go into detail on what happened, but she she went out of her way to help my family and I will never, ever forget that. And ever since then, she's held a very special place in my heart. Not just mine, but Shannon's as well for what she did for us. And unfortunately, it sounds like she's in the final stages of cancer and just want to say, Robin, I love you. And if worse comes to worse, you will be missed. And it just, you know, to kind of wrap up the episode about, you know, us talking about people passing on earlier, just... Don't miss that chance to tell somebody you love them. You know, I've reached out to her on DM and, you know, I'm really sorry to hear about it. And I love you. Thank you for everything you did. You know, I was able to reach out and tell her those things, but make sure you do it. You know, you don't know the last time you're going to see somebody and, you know, don't walk away angry. And yeah, this all sounds like a Hallmark card. I hate that. But, you know, when it hits close to home, I just, I want to share that with you guys. You know, don't take anything for granted. Love your family and, don't walk away angry. And I guess that's it, Jeff. I'm going to jump off my soapbox now. I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't know about that, about Robin. Yeah, I just kind of found out this week that things were taking a turn for the worse. And really sad, really sad. She'll always hold a very, very special place in my heart. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Thank you. Well, uh, no, you're not jumping off a soapbox or anything, dude. We're, I think we're all, our, all of our hearts are breaking for you, dude, so... Thank you. Yeah, just tell your family members and your close friends that you love them. Tell them that every day. Tell them until they tell you to knock it off. Hold on. Shira. <laughs> Shira, I yeah you. <laughs> Don't forget Fatboy, too. Uh, he's somewhere. He's fine. But he's fine. She, but Shira. Shira's a cute one. <laughs> Not that I play favorites or anything. <laughs> and yes, absolutely tell your animals that you love them every single day. Give them face smushies and everything. Yeah, if I ever become single again and this girl, the next girl I meet, doesn't tell their animals hello when they enter the room or anything like that, or doesn't tell them that they love them, I don't want any of it. I agree. Your animals are the Roman reigns of the house. You must acknowledge them. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is actually true, dude. It is very true. Acknowledge every, them. Every time Shira walks into a room, I'm like, hey, Shira. <laughs> <laughs> See, you acknowledge her. That's perfect.
Yeah. And then when Sweet Boy is uh, right next to me, I pat, I pat him on the head. I go, hey, Sweet Boy. And I pat him on the head. <laughs> or on his fat stomach. Anyways. <laughs> Scott, that will round out episode 313. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 313. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers Busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week With the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings